Jason Graham, back with the latest episode of Unacceptable Behavior. On this week's episode, we're going to do something a little different. You know, we've had a little fun so far here in season two, but this one, we're going to do something. We're going to take a, a, a slight foray into something different, man. We're gonna, I found uh, something online this week that I think is some real good content. So what I want to do is I want to pick it apart. Not mansplaining. You'll understand more once we get into it. But I'm going to pick it apart and give the male perspective to see if these tips, these helpers that are being offered to women and first day scenarios are good ideas or not, man. But that's it for that. Catch up the break. You know what it is. Some self behavior. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Unacceptable behavior. This week's episode, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a look at five tips for navigating the first date, as seen on the website Therapy for Black Girls. Shout out to uh, Nicole, no last name listed who is a licensed marriage and family therapist based out of Los Angeles, California. Uh, she specializes in mental health and relational wellness. So what she came up with, uh, the reasoning for this uh, article, uh, whatever you want to call it, tips, I, I like to just refer to them as helpers, man. It's, it's just that. It's to help women navigate the 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 muddy waters of what dating is in the present day, right? So without further ado, I'm not going to try to explain it any further. I'm going to give you the, the very brief rundown. I'm going to give you the introduction of uh, this article is found again on Therapy for Black Girls. This is five tips for navigating the first date. 
Dating can be a fun and enjoyable experience. However, for some, it is an anxiety-producing task. Uncommunicated expectations, unrealistic plans, and hidden motives can wreak havoc on first dates. Even defining what is and is not a date may be difficult. There is a new term almost every month. One of the most recent terms brought to my attention is pre-date. A pre-date is an activity that is engaged in to determine if one wants to go on a date. Yet the activities may not differ from activities that another person would consider a date. The time of day is another factor in defining whether or not something is a date. Some people do not consider anything done during the day a date. Are you confused yet? It is important that you and your potential date know one another's definitions. Now that you have defined that this is the first date, here are some helpful tips to reduce some of the dating anxiety. That's the intro. So I'm going to run down really briefly uh, the five main points. Then we're going to take them apart one by one. So let's get into it. Number one, choose an activity with a natural end. Number two, be in the moment. Number three, turn small talk into an engaging conversation. Number four, leave the exes in the past. And number five, keep your standards, but release your unrealistic expectations. So let's take it to the top. Choosing an activity with a natural end. I think this goes without saying, right? But at the same time, uh, I think what the determination is for what that activity is hinges a lot on where the man met the woman and vice versa, where the woman met the man. It's an online situation. If it's an online situation, this is a positive because you have an opportunity to get to know this person on a very, very uh, helicopter, 30,000 foot surface level, right? So you have an idea of who you're dealing with before you even think about engaging in a sit down with this person, whether that's over dinner, whether that's over to something to drink, uh, whether that's at the movies, whether that's at the park, whether that's at a museum, whether it's whatever it is, right? You have some semblance of an idea of who you're dealing with, which is very important. I would say that for this to be the first point, it's a pretty smart one. But I will say the caveat that I, I don't see mentioned in the article is ultimately the decision that's made on where the first date takes place hinges upon, first off, not so much where you met this individual, but how long you knew this individual before you went on a date. So pretty much if you met guy A, guy B, whoever, out and about anywhere in particular, uh, and like I said, well, like I hinted at, we're gonna we're gonna treat this like a foray, like the pandemic doesn't exist. So this is, hey man, we 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 gonna we gonna have some fun with this one. Let's just a brief foray away from reality. You know what I'm saying? So if you met guy A or B or whatever on Saturday, and he offers to take you out or for you guys to connect on Sunday, first off, that's mad soon, <laughs> but you know there's pros and cons with that. Uh, the downside to that is it's 2021 and like a conversation I've had quite frequently with a number of people, men and women, is that people don't really know how to communicate 
in today's day and age. Blame social media, you know. But what that does is it puts a whole hell of a lot of pressure on both parties to be on their a, on their a game with pretty much with no cheat, no cheat sheet. So you don't know who you're dealing with. This is brand new. Now, if you're a great communicator, then it's not a problem, right? You only need one person to be a great communicator. The other person just has to be amenable to having a conversation and things can go beautifully. If that's not the case, I was me personally, I strongly advise against meeting some person one day, going on a date with them the next day. But that's up to you. So with that being the first one, again, if you can build some time, a buffer in between when you first meet them, interact with them online, in person, whatever it is, I would say let's do that. That way is that it just takes the pressure down off when you actually get in front of this individual, when you're actually spending time with this individual so that you're not feeling so much angst, so much anxiety that it leads you to have those lulls in conversation, which can be uh, extremely, extremely damaging on any <laughs> on any sense of that being a positive for a second date or anything further down the line, down the line. So I'm off that, but we're going to say, number one, choosing an activity with a natural end. The article states that those things should be meals. They're classic because that's 100 percent fact. There's an ending point to a meal. There's no there's no second guessing when the meal is over with. That's a great idea. The other one, dude, especially if you're dealing with somebody who's not one of these social media people that's just trying to take pictures of everything. They're trying to post everything. They're just trying to actually get to know you. Do something extra, super duper simple. Coffee, man, especially depending on your age. Take somebody out for coffee, meet them for coffee, especially if it's during the, during the week or the weekend. Saturday or Sunday is good for, you know, a little coffee date or whatever. If you have that kind of situation in your, your, where you live, go that route. It's perfect. It takes all the pressure off because you think about coffee, that's 15 minutes tops. That's all communication. All, you know, the conversation has to be strong for it to even have a chance. Uh, coffee gets cold. <laughs> so if the, if the, if the communication is not going well, it's really easy to dip out of that situation and you can dead it moving forward or you can set it up for something else after the fact, but it's easy to kind of navigate your way out of there. If you just don't want to get too far into whatever this potentially is, could be what have you, even if you're trying to save yourself from yourself. It's a real easy out, right? You get the FaceTime, you get the uh, general feel for the individual, and it's a it's a very recognizable end. I think that's the major takeaway from this first point is choosing a date, a first situation where there is an end. It can't be dis discussed. It can't be, well, I'm sorry, it can be discussed, but it can't be confused with something that it's not, right? So kudos for number one, choosing a, an activity with a natural end. Number two, be in the moment. This one is especially uh, for, in my personal opinion, women who are either have a, a track record of non-positive dealings with men, either there's bad relationships or just not really being able to get off the ground in situations in the past, but also women who are checking the clock. And when I say checking the clock, that means either you're either you're without children. And you are of a certain age, let's say 35 to 40. Uh, maybe I can broaden it even 30 to 40 because every woman is different as far as what they think about when they want to try to have children if they don't have them. If you're watching the clock, 
not being in the moment is one of the biggest hindrances to there being a date to or to a, a guy that's potentially going to ghost you. And ghosting is really only a thing because, again, it's 2021. So guys move a little differently. But uh, the article pretty much says it's hard to get to know a person if you are already thinking about how the date will lead to a relationship or even worse, how the relationship will end. This is a show enough fact. Don't bring all of your wants, all of your desires, all of your hate filled memories, all of your brick through the window thoughts that you've had in the past or actual actions. Don't bring that energy into this first dealing. And that's no matter if you've you've talked for a week or two before you got together, decided to go on a date. Or if again, if it was I, I met you on day one and I'm going to take you on a date on day two or day three. Rain yourself in. Right. Rain yourself in. I mean, that goes for men and women. You got to watch and be mindful of your conversations that you're having on the first time getting in front of this person. Right. Because you can easily be your your biggest hindrance to killing any thought of something positive coming from this. Got to run yourself in. Got to be mindful of what you're saying. Don't over don't over speak. Don't get too lost in the sauce. I'm thinking about the future or short term, long term on the relationship side. Anytime you talk about short term, long term, it should be about you personally and your aspirations, your ambitions. Nothing to do with relationships outside of the fact of maybe I, I would like to have children one day if it's meant to be. And even that is a sketchy topic on the first day, in my personal opinion. But again, I even think topics that are, are contingent upon how long you knew the person before you set up this situation where you're side by side getting that FaceTime in. But for all intents and purposes, this point number two, being the moment, I would probably put that above number one, to be 100% honest with you, only because that's something that you can screw up in conversations before you even get to the, the in-person, to be honest with you. You got to be mindful of what you're doing. Don't don't overspeak. Don't overshare. Rein yourself in. Self-monitor at all times. Point number three, turn small talk into an engaging conversation. The article reads, getting to know someone can feel awkward. What do you talk about? There are only so many things to be said about the weather. Here are a few topics beyond what do you do for a living? And some uh, some options that she throws out. Uh, what's your last great meal? Fictional character with whom they identify. Last book that was read. Favorite podcast. Unacceptable behavior. Dream vacation. Best and worst first day of school, work. Colors that represent various aspects of their personality. All those things are good topics. Pretty much anything that does not deal with you, bringing up the past, talking too strongly about the future, relationship-wise, and any negative dealings from your past, whether that's familial, friendships, relationships, anything negative, we're not talking about that. With the exception of, I don't particularly like this kind of food. I've never had this kind of food. I had a negative reaction when I was five, whatever. That kind of stuff, that's that's passable. Anything else negative, keep that shit to yourself, man. Write it down in the journal when you get to the crib and talk about it with yourself. Don't do that. 
Don't bring that to this, this brand new situation, this brand new possibility of situation, right? Keep it light, man. Keep it light. Think about what you, what it would take for somebody who you just met to pique your interest enough for you to want to get to know them better and then mirror that. That's basically it, man. Like, don't overthink it. But most importantly, again, I cannot stress enough, like I said in point two, do not overshare. Keep the conversation light, fluffy, airy. In my personal opinion, the absolute thing that's come out of the first date is you should get the warm and fuzzies because the person gave you just enough information to pique your interest. No more, no less. I don't want no seriously deep conversation off the first foray unless, again, You've met this person online. You run in the same friend circles, what have you, to the point where you know one another already. There's already a very loose baseline foundation that's been set between you two so that you kind of know things. So now, if that's the case, now in that first situation, when you're sitting down face to face, now we can get to trying to build on what you already know, right? Or digging a little deeper into conversation that you've had. But... Just be mindful, man. <laughs> don't overthink it, man. Don't, don't, don't shoot yourself in the foot out the break. Point number four. Uh, before we go there. So for point number three, I agree. Absolutely. Turn small talk and engaging conversation. Keep it light. Keep it light. Keep it light. If you know that you're not a communicator also, practice that before you get to that first situation. You know what I'm saying? Like this. Don't go on there dry if you know what you, that talking is not a strong suit of yours. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, it's just like a job interview. Keep, put your best foot forward, right? Know your strengths and your weaknesses. Spotlight your strengths. Diminish your weaknesses as much as humanly possible. Try to hide them in the back until they are kind of, you know, propped up till you feel a, a certain confidence to be able to reveal your whole self, but never just come out there guns are blazing out the break. All right. Number four. Leave the exes in the past. Listen to me. I think, I think women, especially more so women who have had negative dealings in the past, right? So I get it. If you had negative dealings in the past, meaning you ran across dudes who was married and you ain't know. <laughs> it's, it's funny, but it's not. It's funny because it's true. Like we've, come on, man. If you've been online or if you just know people, you know, situation where this has been a real thing. Uh, they, they got, they're, they're in situations or entanglements that's heavy enough to where they can't exactly move freely. They got kids that with, you know, with significant, with former significant others that are just spiteful, vindictive ass individuals. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is, keep that negativity to yourself. If that's your past, that's your past. Reconcile it. Before you even think about stepping out there in another situation, right? You got to deal with that negativity before you even, if you don't deal with the negativity, if you don't deal with the hurt, if you don't deal with the impact of each and how it has affected your life, it's going to continue to rear its head at every single turn, especially when you're talking about looking at dealing with another individual, somebody new, something that's, that's, that's got possibility of freshness to it. It's going to pop up if you haven't dealt with it before, right? So, and time does not mean that you have healed those wounds. If you haven't done the work, you have not healed 
it will make itself known once you try to jump into the situation. All it takes is one trigger, a trigger word, trigger question, whatever. And now all of a sudden we were just sitting here and we eating a little ice cream or whatever. And now you're talking about the ex and what the ex's ex did while you was with the ex and all kind of stupidity. And now buddy is looking at you like either he's, he's probably, either he's going to say something like, wow, that's crazy. That means you just lost him. Or he just looking at you crazy as hell. And then you're going to be mad trying to figure out why he's ghosting you or not replying to your texts or your phone calls. Rain that negativity in, man. This new situation is not your sounding board. This new situation is not your journal. This new situation is not your goddamn therapist. You know what I'm saying? Keep all conversation about exes to yourself. Keep all negative energy that is a resulting factor of your past to yourself. That is not a first date conversation. It's not a second date conversation. It's not a third date conversation. It's not a date conversation. Let's just start there. It's not a date conversation. We're not talking about exes during our dates, especially not in the beginning, especially not when we're building blocks on top of things to try to set up a strong foundation to see what, if anything, this could be, right? That's the conversation you have after we done had a couple of dates. They've all been positive and we're talking in between time in the evening, just having conversation. If, if it comes up, it comes up. But most importantly, please remember this new man, ladies, is not your sounding board for your past. That ain't how that works. Do the work of healing before you step into that situation. All right. And, and now with that, we will slide into. So again, point four, I agree with one thousand percent. Point five, final point. Keep your standards, but release your unrealistic expectations. I got a homie who when she hears this, she going to know I am referring to her. Shout out to the homie. And it could be others. If it is, he, what I'm saying to you. Let's read what the article says. It says, a standard is a level of quality, while an expectation is a belief that something will happen in the future. An example of an unrealistic expectation is that your date is responsible for how you feel. Turn that into a standard of wanting and needing your date to behave in a respectful manner. It can get confusing, but a good rule of thumb is to break down things into wants and needs. Another one is to ask yourself, how would this person know this? If the answer is they just should, then that may be an unrealistic expectation. That shit is pretty on brand and makes total sense if you ask me. This is the perfect way to close. I agree 1000%. Keep your standards, but release your unrealistic expectations. This also goes back to the point I raised in point four. Anything that you have in the past that has brought you to this current point that is guiding you to make the decisions that you are making to this to this day. Right. Make sure that it's a, a realistic situation that you are placing upon this new guy. Right. So if you got negative dealings. That have made you say, I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to allow a man to, to do this again to me or to take me to this place. That's that, that kind of goes along with the reconciling the hurt in the past. That's the work you do on your own. 
by yourself outside of this date or date two or date three, right? It's okay to come up in conversation, not on the first one, preferably, because again, I'm, a, I'm of the mind of we don't want super duper deep on date one, possibly not even date two. But we want to have fun, man. The world is crazy enough as is. It's fucked up enough as is for me to meet somebody and go out to, to eat, drink, uh, go watch something, go do something, go do nothing. <laughs> go do nothing, right? I want to look forward to getting to know somebody new. This is me speaking as a man. I want to get, I want to look forward to seeing how this person dresses outside of their normal work attire. I want to see how this person, hell, I'm, I might want to see how this person eats. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, who knows? I might want to see if they like the same things that I like. If I suggested that we do something versus her suggesting it. I mean, like, these are the things that I want to look forward to seeing you. I want to look forward to being around you. I can't do that if, or I'm not, or more importantly, I'm not going to want to do that any further. If on that first date, you are heaping upon me either unrealistic standards or your past hurt disguised as unrealistic standards, right? A very important thing that the, the, the author of this article puts in point five is what you really want to do is make sure to sure this first, that, that the man on this first date behaves in a respectful manner. That's, that's really it. That's it. Don't, don't come out there expecting this man to pull out your chair. If every other man that you've dealt with in the past hasn't pulled, pulled out your chair, pay attention to what I'm saying. That does not mean that you should not hope, wish, and aspire for a return to chivalry. We have discussed this on another episode in season one. Chivalry still exists. It's no longer as prevalent as it was in the past because it was not mandated to be. So it is kind of taking a back seat. If you find it and you've never dealt with that in your past dealings or in your more recent ones, that's a gold check mark. But don't set your entire fear of how you view this situation on something that you already aren't used to. Right. And that's a bad, that's a, that's, that's a bad example only because I'm kind of old school. Actually, I'm very old school in that, in that way. My parents are from the South. Right. All I know is good manners and how you're supposed to treat a woman. I'm very old school in that way. So for me, I say you should expect the chivalry. You should look for it. But in conversations I've had, you know, I, I've just heard that shit ain't the norm. Again, bad example, but a good one at the same time. We're talking about needs versus wants. In my book, you should have that list. It should be a literal list or not. Could be a pecking order in your brain of the things that you absolutely need in a relationship. What you need from a man to make you happy, to make you content, to make you wish that something more could be birthed out of this situation, right? The wants are bonuses. Of course, we want all of the wants, 
But if you get all the wants and all the needs, ladies and gentlemen, we are dealing with an ideal. Perfection does not exist. Right? Know what you're, know, when you're going into this new situation, we're talking about first dates. We talking about simple, basic respect. There are things that you absolutely will not stand for. And if that man goes outside of those things, that's fine. That's when you want to either say something or make a mental note of it. So you know how to respond moving forward, right? Those are realistic expectations. But the author of this piece, they, they point out, oh, this is a good one. It says at the, at the end of this point for point five, it says another one is to ask yourself, quote, how would this person know this? End quote. If the answer is, quote, they should, they should, end quote, then that may be an unrealistic expectation. Absolutely. That's a hundred percent fact, right? This is a brand new person. And more importantly, the, the more recent, the amount of time that you have gone from meeting this person to actually being in this person's space on a first date type of situation is going to further diminish the fact of they're just knowing something anything about what you want and or need what you like versus what you don't like right so you can't bring those you can't heap those types of expectations onto a first date situation you're killing your situation before it even has a chance to go off the ground right uh that was one through five we talked all the way through it and i can definitely say i didn't see a single thing that i did that's how i disagree with point one Choose an activity with a natural end. Absolute. Absolute. That kind of kills the opportunity for it to be sitting there thinking like, well, what do you want to do next? Should we do something next? Should I invite one? Give yourself the easy out. And be firm if you're ready for it to be over. Right? Don't feel pressured into extending something that you don't necessarily want to extend. For whatever reason. Either if it's checking yourself or you just flat out don't like this dude. <laughs> if you pick something smart to pick the right situation, whether he offers to set up the situation or you do, I'm also of the ilk of if we're both getting to know one another, would it be nice for the man to say, this is what we're going to do? Sure. But if he doesn't, it does not hurt you to make a suggestion. If that's the case, make a suggestion that has an easy end. Or what we are going to call unsuccessful behavior, an easy out. <laughs> okay. So point two, man, be in the moment. It's okay for you to look across the table, especially if you find a man extremely attractive. He's saying all the right things before the date, during the date. He's doing things that you, he's, he's catching you off guard with checking off all the needs and a majority, if not all the wants. Like it's okay to get those butterflies. It's okay to start projecting and thinking about what the key is going to look like in your head. The key is to keep that shit in your head. <laughs> don't, don't start espousing these thoughts and these visions because what you don't want to do is you don't want to run this man off because you, you can't control your, your visions of what possibly could be. Got to keep that to yourself, man. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to smile across the table. It's okay to, if he catches you staring, be like, you know, lie. It's okay to lie. Contrary to popular belief, in certain situations, hey man, don't be too forthright. I think is what is is the key here. But be in the moment, just exist and live and enjoy that moment in time. 
for however long that it is and then carry your ass home so you don't mess around and say nothing that's too much right point three turn small talk into an engaging conversation that goes back to what i said at the top right surface level conversation i don't care if you're an academic and he's an academic even that should be surface level right unless you you're both two people who have the same education level and you both do the exact same work to the point that you both love doing that work to the point where you're doing that work or some semblance of it in your free time. Unless that's the case, surface level. Save that deep shit for date two and a half, three. Save that for the conversations in between. Know who you're dealing with. That comes through conversation. Just because you have someone who's a Rhodes Scholar doesn't mean that he wants to talk about what he did on his dissertation on a date. That's what I'm saying. Save that conversation for in the evenings, the weekends, randomly, if that's who you're dealing with and who and that's who you are. Right. But surface level, man, surface level brings people back. Surface level makes it so that somebody is looking forward to wanting to speak with you, see with see you, be in their presence again. Don't go too heavy out the break. It's not a good look. And if you feel like you're the kind of person who just doesn't do well in those scenarios, then you might want to reconsider the pools that you dig in, that you delve in. Just, hey, hey, I could be wrong. As usual, perspective is all it is. Point four, leave the X in the past. Self-explanatory. This man ain't your ex. And if he looks like your ex, acts like your ex, that's on you. Maybe you got a type. <laughs> but keep that shit to yourself. We don't bring no negative energy into new situations. Again, journal. Go seek therapy. Do the work to heal any lingering hurt that comes from your past situations. We don't talk about exes on new situations. That's not what we do. You don't take nothing else from this, this episode or almost any other episode of Unacceptable Behavior if you never listen to me ever again. Keep that negative shit to yourself. Like, I, I'm dead serious. Keep the negative shit from your past to yourself. That new dude ain't trying to hear that. He's not trying to deal with that. He's not trying to deal with the pain and the disgust or whatever else that comes from previous cats. Word to music, soul child. First things first, recognize who is with you now. We're not doing that. We off that. Right? And then point five, man. Keep your standards, but release your unrealistic expectations. Huge fan of keeping your standards. You got to know what you will put up with and what you absolutely need. But I will say, if you have somebody who checks off every single need and a solid to good or even higher majority of the wants, don't get so lost in the sauce of trying to chase this unrealistic ideal that you throw away an opportunity over some unexpected or unrealistic, excuse me, expectations. And with that, man, we done. This is short, sweet, to the point. Even though I feel like I've been talking a lot, I apologize, but hopefully we did something good. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Personally, let me know what you think, man. 
Shout out to, once again, therapyforblackgirls.com. Shout out to, I wish her last name was listed, but I do not see it. Oh, here we go. It's probably Ward. Nicole Ward. Shout out to Nicole Ward for coming up with these five tips for first dates that I feel are 1000% accurate. She has a website too. I might check it out after the fact. Uh, Nicole M. Ward, L-M-F-T dot com, dot com. The hell's a dot com? Hey man, that's it, man. We gone. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. I'm real easy to find. If you did not, if you have questions, if you want to further the conversation, I'm here. T-H-E-J-S-I-N-G-R-A-H-A-M. The Jason Graham. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Direct messages work. Email works. You can hit me at thejasongram at gmail.com. And we'll go from there, man. Until next time, listen, y'all be good. And as usual, be safe, be smart. Be you. It's JG for you, B. I'm gone. Mother girls ain't fucking with her. That's why I be fucking with her. Mother girls ain't fucking with her.